Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Well, good morning. Man, I have never heard a giving message like that. Pastor Richie. Woo! Man, I just want to like keep giving, giving, giving. Um, well, you know what? I just want to jump right. I had some jokes for you, but I just feel like we just need to dig right into the word real quickly with you guys this morning. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to 1 Peter chapter 5. We are still in this series called The Rock. This is the last message on 1 Peter chapter um, 5 is what we're going to be talking about today. Next week we'll be talking about, we'll be jumping into 2 Peter. Remember, Peter is one of the disciples of Jesus that uh, denies him Um, but Jesus reinstates him and he's the one who actually started the very first church. And uh, he didn't consider himself worthy to be crucified like Jesus. He was actually uh, martyred and he was crucified upside down on a cross. He has a lot to teach us, but we understand that the word of God is inspired by the Holy Spirit, written by men, but what we read today is living and active and it will mold us, and it will shape us. So are you ready? Okay. Well, I'm going to talk about, there, there's actually, uh, 1 Peter chapter 5 is really broken down into three sections. I'm just going to try to go into teaching mode here for a little bit. And uh, I'm going to start with a middle section first. And in the middle of that is really the main theme, which is humility. And we're going to place you and I in the middle of this. On this topic of humility, though, I want you to understand a little bit of what, what happens for us in this world. Because humility, the way the Bible speaks of it, is very contrary to the, world, uh, the world's view on how to be successful. I told you earlier, if you're following us on our Uh, GCC Pembroke Group's Facebook page, I told you that today's message was I'm going to help you to understand how to get to the top of your life, how to get to the top of your career, how to get to the top of being, you know, parents in your family, how to get to the top. The message already today, we, we heard from Daniel, thank you so much, Daniel, but it's time to step up, and I'm going to tell you how to do that from 1 Peter chapter 5. But I'm going to have to I'm a little confused today because my, my come on pastor guy usually is over here and now to this morning he's over here. It's throwing me off. Can, can somebody say come on pastor over here? Thank you. I'm, I'm back into my normal land again. So what happens is, is we try to strive to achieve certain things in life. We want to achieve success in our careers. We want to be known for something. We want to create a legacy for something. And so we go after it, but then we start realizing we're going after it in such a way that it leaves us exhausted, stressed out, depressed, on medication, self-medicating. All because we feel like we need to measure up to something, but what we're Measuring ourselves, too, is the very wrong thing that, that would try to make us feel important. And so it leaves us in this state. Whether you're just starting out in your career and you're wanting to, hey, I got I to gotta climb this ladder. 
Whether you're retired and you're saying, you know what, it's, I used to have a career, now I don't feel important anymore, and so now I impose myself onto somebody else and tell them all the great stories of how I once was great. Or maybe you're in school and, and you're saying, how do I dress and look a certain way and act a certain way to make sure that I'm a part of the certain crowd? And we find that we do these things and then it leaves us empty at the end of the day and it leaves us in a depleted state instead of a place of fullness and joy and peace. So jumping right into 1 Peter chapter 5, Peter addresses this. And he's going to talk to about what it means to rise in success, to be elevated up, to be promoted. And I'm going to start in the middle. On verse chapter 5, verse 5. It says, Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that in a proper time he may exalt you, lift you up, Casting all of your anxieties on him because he cares for you. There's a couple key phrases that I want you to understand, but put yourself in the middle right here. This is where we're starting in the breaking down three sections right here. This is you. Humble yourself amongst each other. Then he goes on to say he opposes the proud... Can everybody say, oppose the proud? He opposes the proud. But gives grace, unmerited favor to the humble. If you want God's favor, we need to learn what it means to be humble. The interesting thing, what he then goes on to say is, not only humble yourself amongst each other, but humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, so understanding our position, our posture before God, which is underneath him. And pride kicks in when we start feeling like we know better than God. And he starts to oppose us. And here's the interesting thing. It's almost like um, you've ever seen two magnets, especially those big horseshoe magnets. You try to put them together and they actually uh, repel when you put the wrong ends together. You put two magnets together and all of a sudden there's kind of this repelling thing goes on. It's almost like that that pride repels our ability to connect with God and really what it is is God just says, I can't use you if you think that you're all it. Because the moment we think that we're it is the moment we stop posturing ourselves and saying, I don't know what I need to do, God. Would Would you share your thoughts with me? Would you share your insights with me? Would you give me revelation? And that's why we need the Holy Spirit today. You know, you can make a decision for Christ and just still cruise on through life and you can still be so filled with pride, you can be opposing God because you're not, your ears are not in tune to what God is doing. Fear, fear also can be opposing to God because fear says, I don't trust what God has for my life. When circumstances arise that are out of your control, that seem like, oh my, how can I get through this? And all of a sudden fear starts rising up. It's actually we're opposing God because we no longer have the faith to believe that he's a good God. 
but he is. And so he's saying, I want you to first posture yourself in humility towards each other under the hand of God. And then he says, cast your anxieties. You wonder why our world today, especially the United States, has this incredible business for antidepressants. Because we're so filled with anxiety and stress and pressure. New Hampshire is the second in the uh, country for the highest alcohol consumption. And it's because we have lived to this place of self-medicating and realizing what God is saying. He says, you know what? When you learn to posture yourself in the right place with humility to one another, by the way, that one another also means that we are, take on what God was saying to us earlier about unity, that when we're serving one another, we realize that we are part of the body, that God has placed us into a family to serve one another. That's being humble with one another. I have gifts there for somebody else. And you, you are actually, your life does not become about you. It becomes about the people around you. All right, so I told you it's broken down in three, three sections. Cast your anxieties on him, he said. And that is so important to understand that pride actually gives you a more anxious life. It adds stress to your life. When you think you have your life under control, when you think you're something, when you think that you've measured up in some way, then all of a sudden the pride opposes God and it creates anxiety in your life. And so today I'm not only going to help you understand how to succeed in elevating in your life, but I'm going to help you remove all the anxieties in your life. It's very simple. Thank you, word of God. (laughs) It's amazing when we follow the word of God. All right, so the first part, he starts talking about, um, in chapter 5, elders. Now, i just like, real quick, for our elders that are in the room, I know some of them are away today, would you stand up if you're an elder of Grace Capital Church? Not older, but you know, you're appointed to be an elder of Grace Capital Church. Would you please stand up? Don't be shy. All right, Charlie and Kelly, Lars and Kelly. And um, Kevin and Sylvie, would you give them a hand, please? Now stay standing, stay standing, stay standing. So I'm going to read this to you, elders, but you're already living it. So I exalt, exalt the elders among you as fellow elders and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as partakers in the glory that is going to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly as God would have you. Not for shameful gain, but eagerly. Not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, that's Jesus Christ, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. You guys do this. I want you to understand if you need somebody to pray with you, do you need somebody to walk through life with you? Um, Yes, we go to the word of God, but sometimes it's great to have those who've been entrusted to the care of the souls of people. And so thank you, Lars and Kelly, Charlie and Kelly, Kevin and Sylvia. We commend you and we just want to honor you for their service. Thank you so much. You may be seated. Thank you. So the interesting thing why he says 
he starts with the elders is because us Yankees, I think that is just that, that first part of the scripture is for us Yankees. I know you're saying, you're a Canadian. How do you say yourself a Yankee? Okay, I'm a half-breed. My mom was born in Massachusetts, so I'm a half-breed. Don't give me the Massachusetts jokes either. You're, you're going to be fine. You'll be fine. So what he's saying, though, is he's saying, be subject to your elders. We don't like to be subject to anybody here in New England. And, and I know it. I struggle sometimes with authority. But you know what? If I struggle with human authority, then I surely struggle with God's authority. And I think what God is teaching us here um, in 1 Peter chapter 5 and what he's saying to us today is we have to be subject to people in authority over us who care for our soul. If an elder came up to you and said, hey, you know, I noticed that, you know, I see some things in your life and, you know, it's it's really going to be hurting you and, and I'd love to pray for you and help you along this journey. What would be your reaction and what would be your response? No, 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 I'm okay. I'm okay. Thank you so much. See you. Yeah. And you disappear from church because you don't want to have somebody speaking into your life. But he's saying, how can we be humble if we're not teachable? And he's saying, let's start by understanding these authorities in our life. So this middle section was our humility with each other and under God. And sometimes we say, well, I'll follow God, but I'm not going to follow any man. But here, 1 Peter is saying, hey, not only are our elders should be setting an example for us, but they should be able to speak into our life and we should be able to be teachable and receive from them. How come I don't hear any nice big amens on that one? <laughs> I know it's hard, guys. I, living this, this, this journey following Jesus and his way sometimes is hard because it goes against our flesh. But we're spiritual beings that need to grow in our spirit and die to our flesh. All right. So the, the third part here that, man, I've got to cruise on this message. But the third part I want to talk to you about is this section right here. He says, be watchful. Be, that's a set of glasses, just in case you're wondering. Be watchful. And that's a pitchfork because that's, um, that's Satan. All right, so he says, be watchful because you have somebody who is like a lion prowling around looking for who he's going to devour. This is all tied together under the subject of humility. The reality is if we have pride in our life and if we're not watchful, in many ways it gives permission for the enemy to come and attack us. Because we haven't postured ourselves under the hand of God. See, when we posture ourselves living our life under the hand of God, we have protection. But the moment we remove ourselves from the protection, is, and our pride does that, we have like a, a beast who's looking to feast off of us. And pride feeds the beast. Pride feeds the beast. All right, so here, can I just tell you something about pride? Your pride won't get fat when you learn to eat humble pie. Just, I'm just saying. 
I know I have to say that again. So your pride won't get fat when you eat humble pie. I know you think pie has a lot of calories in it, but I'm telling you, your pride's not going to get fat when you learn to eat humble pie. A couple of scriptures I just want to read for you real quick. One is in, um, in Luke chapter 14. This is Jesus talking about the uh, wedding feast. Luke chapter 14, I'm going to start in verse 8. When you are invited to someone, invited by someone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in a place of honor, lest someone more distinguished than you uh, be invited by him. And he who invited you both will come and say to you, give your place to this person. That would be kind of embarrassing, actually. And then you will begin with shame to take the lowest place. But when you're invited, go and sit in the lowest place so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table for you. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. And he who humbles himself will be exalted. All right, I'm going to draw one more little picture here for you. You want the key to go higher in life? Oops. There we go. These are set of stairs, in case you're wondering. You want a key to go higher in life? Start looking to go lower in life. Humble yourself. Here's why. I love this part. Oh, I love this part. I'll put a beard on him. This is God. We'll give God some legs too. We are made in his image, by the way. All right, so what does God do when we learn to humble ourselves? He exalts you. He lifts you higher. He brings you higher. It actually says that in 1 Peter. He says, when you learn to humble yourself before God and others, when you're teachable, when you, when you die to your pride by eating humble pie, not get fat on pride, that you actually find that as you go down, he actually lifts you higher. You want to know what it's going to take to succeed in life, to be moved to higher places, higher realms of position, of authority, of, of greatness? Learn to be the least. Learn to be the last. Learn to humble yourself before one another. Learning to serve learning what it means to become a servant to the Lord, to each other. And then as we do, as we feels like we're descending down further, it actually, God is raising us up higher. It's pretty impressive. Okay, one more scripture for you. Philippians 2. Verse 4. Through 10. Let each one of you look not only to his own interests, but also the interests of others. 
Have this mind amongst yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God as a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the very form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him, lifted him up, and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under all the earth, every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Do you understand what Jesus did for us? He learned he was in heaven in all of his splendor, King Jesus, and he came down to earth as a man and learned to lower himself, lower himself as a servant, obedience to God, even to the point of death. Church, that's my question for us today. How humble are we? Because the level that you're willing to go low is the level of which you're going to go high. And I want us to go to the heights like none before. But it means each one of us needs to know what it means to serve one another. To come to the place of having awareness of people's needs around us in church, in our workplaces. To not feel like when you've been wrong that you've got to press into becoming right. To live out a life of saying, hey, how do I continue to posture myself humbly before the Lord, serving one another and ultimately serving the Lord in obedience? Would you be willing if God said, hey, I want you to move over to some Muslim country. And by the way, you might lose your life. But the gospel needs to be preached. Would you do it? We've got a few who say, I'm not saying if only if God called you. I'm not saying, I'm not putting any guilt on you guys. You're going to be like, oh, Pastor Mark says I'm a bad person because I'm not willing to go to Iraq and lose my life. I'm, I'm not putting that on you. I'm just saying, if it's possible that God would say, would you be willing? Because at some point in time, you've got to determine in your heart the level of obedience that you're going to be willing to surrender to. Wow, this section's getting a little lively over here. Man, you got him stirred up, Scott, and then he went over there, Scott. Wow, this is... Well, can I just tell you what, though? In closing, it really is about the heart. It's not about the mouth. There's a slide about that. It's not about the mouth. It's really about the heart because we can say all the right things, But if your heart is not in it, you're going to be fake. You're going to be a spiritual liar. 
I've seen them. They will tell you all the right things. And then after they're no longer around you, their heart goes off and does something crazy. See, Jesus is after the heart. But here's the promise. Here's the promise. If we as a church can learn this, to know how to go low, God will bring us high. He will lift us. He will exalt us like he exalted Jesus. But it's only to the extent we're willing to humble ourselves low is to the extent it gives God permission to lift us high. By the way, when we are so low like that and he lifts us so high, we don't have to worry about pride because it's not about us at that point. It's about what God's doing through us to impact his kingdom. Well, if the worship team wants to come up, I think the first part of humility is First, our acknowledgement. Can I have a few people just uh, help me move um, this paper here? Thank you. And this table, that'd be great. Is our acknowledgement that we need a savior. I I think that is our first point of humility. Because there's no way that God can lift us higher if we, first of all, aren't even connected with him. So I wonder if this morning there might be some here today that would say, you know, I've never really given my life to Jesus. Today I want to invite you to know him and to receive him into your life. I I do have to say it's a big step because you really are posturing yourselves under the lordship of Jesus where you basically say, I'm not living for myself any longer. I'm living for him and for his kingdom, for his glory. That means your pride, your own selfishness has to die. And we have to humble ourselves before him and say, you know what? I made a lot of mistakes in my life. But I'm tired of living for myself I'm tired of living my own way and it's time to live for Jesus it's the greatest act of humility just close your eyes with me and I'm going to ask actually uh, if that's you this morning and you want to receive Christ into your life would you just stand to your feet act of courage act of boldness but the greatest act of humility anybody else stay standing to your feet anybody else thank you maybe you've lived stay standing maybe you've lived made a decision before but you've never really started living for him you've made a decision for him but you're not living for him but you'd like to start living for him It's an act of humility. Would you stand to your feet? Stand to your feet. Father, 
each one of us still struggles with pride to some extent. We battle with our flesh. We battle with being right. We battle with being justified. We're selfish. We want to do our own thing, our own way, our own time. But Father, for those who have stood up here first and foremost to say they want to live for you, Jesus, I want to commend them. A great act of humility to posture ourselves as saying, I'm not going to live for myself, but I choose to live under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Receive him into your life. Say, Jesus, I'm tired of living for myself and I want to live for you. Sorry for my past. Please forgive me. Make me a new creation. Let it go from my head to my heart to say, Jesus, I I want to serve you wholeheartedly. I know I might struggle here and there, but God, I am committed to, to live for you and only for you. And everybody else, if they can stand to their feet, if you can just posture your hands in a receiving way. I love, um, at church council, we have a church council guy. He's super smart. He's a patent attorney and, and we'll be making a decision and his eyes will just close and his hands would go up and he wouldn't decide until he would hear from the Lord and everybody has a different way of doing it and that's his posture to hear from you but but God that that's a great reminder for each one of us that we would not be so quick to live our lives that we don't pause to to get direction from the Holy Spirit so right now Holy Spirit we ask you to to or we give you permission to not only work in our life, but Father, we say our ears are open. That we want to hear your voice, God. That we want to respond to what the Spirit of God is saying. That we don't want to live just for ourselves and our own selfishness. We want to be aware of what you're doing here on this earth. Doing in my workplace, doing in our home, our families, doing when I'm on the road. What are you doing, God, that you want me to participate in? Open our spiritual ears, I pray, Lord Jesus. Fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit. Fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit, I pray. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. amen. I, I want to remind you, don't worry, you're not going to get fat. Your pride's not going to get fat when you learn to eat humble pie. Humility is good. You want to go higher? Learn to go lower. And let him rise you up. Let Jesus raise you up and bring you to places that you never thought possible. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 